All right, what's up, guys? Coach Matt here doing our podcast. This is episode one with Coach Dom. Uh, I'm going to give him a quick interview, ask him some questions about programming. If you guys don't know Coach Dom, he has been with us for, what, a little over three years now? Mm -hmm. He was actually a CrossFit coach at a local gym before he came on over as a member, and we knew that he knew his stuff, and we needed him on staff. Uh, so today we're going to dig into the programming mind of Coach Dom. For those of you that don't know Coach Dom like we know Coach Dom, uh, he is a phenomenal athlete. I call him an elite level athlete. I don't know if I'm just being biased because he's one of my athletes, but he is also a brute strength head one-on-one remote coach and really what that means is dom coaches some badass athletes all over the world so if he ever tells you to raise your butt up flatten your back and keep your elbows locked out long just listen to him because he knows what he's talking about when it comes to programming out a week what's one thing that you really start to focus in on to make sure that the week is done properly yeah so first thing that i do obviously is kind of keep track of what we're doing each week um, so that we're not programming the same movements on the same days, programming multiple like workouts where we're flexing at the knee or at the hip and repeating the same movements over and over. Um, and then outside of that, just really focusing on developing GPP for the general population and understanding that everybody who's coming into the gym, their number one goal is long-term health and fitness. Um, so making sure that the workouts and the hour that they're in there for their day are really allowing them to improve their health long term and not putting them on a competitive route or really uh, put them in an area of training where they're over developing their strength or over developing their conditioning or over developing their gymnastic still skills but keeping them more well-rounded and on a basic level um, so that they can really just focus in on living a healthy, long life. Did you feel like it was overwhelming knowing that I have to develop strength, I have to develop um, you know, aerobic capacity, I have to de- develop gymnastics work, I have to do all these things. Like, How can I fit this all in? Yeah, um, definitely when I first started, for sure. Uh, give some credit to the immersion experience that we went to um, over at CrossFit New England and kind of utilizing their class template for programming kind of helped me just in general focus in on like how to balance all of that um, in terms of uh, day-to-day programming for like class workouts. Uh, so like looking at the day and saying like one day we're going to focus more on upper body, one day we're going to focus more lower body, one day we're going to do no shoulders, one day we're going to do all barbell. One day we're going to do no barbell. And then also utilizing CrossFit's benchmarks to really sneak in some intensity for everybody and give them that like good old-fashioned CrossFit burn. Um, and then on top of that, just like understanding that they don't need to do everything and that it's probably better for us in terms of health to be a little more on the conditioning bias then than it is for us to be on a strength and skill and um because for over cardiovascular overall cardiovascular health that's what we're shooting for so Mm -hmm. so you mentioned uh acronym gpp uh and what i want you to do here is i want you to 
let everyone know what GPP is, and then describe the difference between GPP and CrossFit for sport, because you program for both GPP in the gym and CrossFit for elite level athletes for the sport for the athletes that you program remotely. Right. So general physical preparedness, just being ready for life's tasks, right? And just being able to take your groceries out of the car, pick something up off the floor, be able to sit on the toilet without assistance when you're 85 years old, get up off the ground if you fall, um, versus a competitive athlete. We're trying to figure out how to improve their turnover in the muscle up, how to cycle butterfly pull-ups faster, um, how to improve the kip of their handstand push-ups so they can move quicker, um, improving each lift, making sure that they're not pulling early in a snatch or letting their butt rise early when pulling from the floor. Every minute detail for an elite athlete is important, and that comes in things outside of the gym as well, nutrition, recovery. Whereas someone working out an hour a day, we focus on one thing at a time, get a, get them working out, then start getting their nutrition in focus, introduce some recovery protocols, but don't make it a necessity and make it fun. Where sometimes for a competitive athlete, it's not always the most fun thing in the world, but there's things that are necessary that you have to do in order to improve the minute details. So that's actually had me thinking. Um, let's say we have an athlete uh, at our gym. So they come in every day, they work out for an hour, and they're getting that itch to compete. What is the first thing that you would look at as a coach to say like, okay, you can still continue to work out for this hour, but I want you to put a little bit more focus here. Is it, are you looking at, at a coach like improve your gymnastics, improve your strength, improve your aerobic capacity, improve your nutrition? Like what, what is the first thing that comes to mind if you have one? Or what's the approach that you take with that athlete that wants to do a local competition? Yeah, I think um, this might be a little personal experience bias, uh, but anybody who comes to me in the gym that is improving in workouts tremendously, starting to RX things a lot and might want to approach a scaled or intermediate or RX level of competition, the first thing I would ask them is what their nutrition looks like outside the gym. And if that is not even the first thought on their mind, I won't even talk to them about extra work until their nutrition is dialed in. If their nutrition is dialed in, then we can talk about extra training. But that's the number one factor between being elite and not elite level or working towards becoming a competitive athlete. If your nutrition is not on par with the type of training that you want to do, you're not going to make it anywhere you want to make it. So with that being said, when you talk about nutrition, the elite level athlete, when we consider nutrition, everything is exactly where it needs to be. If they're following macros, they're hitting their numbers every day. If they're following the zone plan, they're hitting, they're hitting their, uh, their specific uh, numbers every single day. There's never a day that comes to my mind with my athletes that I coach as well that they go splurge. There's never a day in my mind where they don't eat enough. There's never a day where they eat too much, right? And that is a major difference when it comes to, you know, not only becoming a games level athlete, but even the difference between being a top 20 games level athlete and a top 10 games level athlete. Um, let's bring it back in. What is one or a couple things that you can share with, uh, 
our members about how they can approach a normal workout that may help them improve something simple that may help them improve their workouts so they get the the best um response out of their body um number one show up on time to class right on the dot (laughs) don't be late number two uh go through the warm-up with intent so when your coaches are taking you through your warm-up yeah it's an it's an okay time to talk with your friends and enjoy that first 30 minutes but make sure you're focusing on the warm-up the general warm-up that we do we always lead you through the body weight movements or like the little stuff to kind of spike your heart rate get you sweating do those things with purpose and then with even more focus when you get to the skill portion and your coach is taking you through a barbell warm-up specific to the movements that are coming up in the workout listen to everything they're saying focus on the movements they're demoing for you and learn as much as you can and if you can learn to move more efficiently by paying attention to what your coach is teaching you you're going to improve tremendously in workouts and the workouts are going to become much easier because you're going to pick up on little fixes and habits that are going to improve your snatch pull and when you're moving a snatch more efficiently you're going to breathe less in the workout when you're cycling the barbell and it's going to feel lighter and that's going to allow you to do better in the workouts. And then also if you're listening to your coach and improving the intent of your warmups, your energy system is going to be primed appropriately so that you don't do the first 15 reps of wall balls in a 20 minute AMRAP and by minute three, you feel like you want to puke all over yourself. Yeah. And in short, what that really means is you guys are going to get super, super fit. And by what he just mentioned, just follow the coach, listen to your coach. And, you know, we continue to strive to learn every single year uh, to do things even better than we did the last year. And that's our main goal is to get you guys fit. And that's all you got to do is just kind of follow the lead and, you know, listen to us and trust us. And for the most part, I would say for the most part that that's the type of community that we do have here. I think that goes for every level athlete as well as like just trust the process and whoever is your coach as if you're a competitive one-on-one athlete working with a coach or someone just coming in daily to the gym just do exactly what you're told these people are here to help you that's their job that's what they get paid for and i know in the nncf community all of our coaches are striving to make you better people and to help you with all of your goals as long as you're listening to them and trusting in what they have to tell you you are going to reach the goals that you desire to reach for those of you uh that don't know coach dom recently purchased a home here in naples congrats on that one um what is the biggest difference that you notice uh living by yourself right the the true adult life now um compared to what what was uh what your situation was before the good and the bad uh start with let's start with the bad i really miss grandma's cooking (laughs) coming home and not having to do anything it can be like thanks grandma for doing everything for me um and then the good is i can just like wake up whenever and i have a really big family so during the summer it's going to be nice to not have like 12 little kids running through my house shouting at the top of their lungs at seven in the morning. Um, and I can just wake up and do some programming on the computer with a coffee in silence. Um, but both are good. I love both. I go over to my grandparents' house all the time still. So it's good to have a balance of my own space and the craziness of a big family. So Definitely. 
Good stuff, man. Congrats again. So yeah, so that was Coach Dom right there. Stay tuned next week. I will be interviewing Scott and Hillary Weiland of Gulf Coast Spine and Sport. They're going to give us an interesting take on what they do and how they run their business as well. And we're going to go over some of the correlations and similarities of our business and their business and then start to go into uh, some other things on their mindset of how they approach um, running a business and keeping people healthy here in town just like we do. All right, guys. Have a good one. Bye.